Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, uh, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. Well, a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to preview the best wrestling show of the week. Oh, sorry, SmackDown. Mm, still applies. I mean, folks, <laughs> where's the lie? Uh, I love SmackDown. I'm not ashamed to admit it. And tonight promised a, when did this ever happened? Manic Royal Rumble contract signing. We are on the road to the Royal Rumble, and we've only got a few turns left. Do you think if um, Swanks a lot didn't have sex with Kiana James because, from NXT for people who are unaware? Because instead he's been uh, seeing somebody else on the side, and Kiana James, like considering all the business knowledge, doesn't know who it is. Do you think it'd be his uh, NXT 2.0 mysterious girl? <laughs> Oh, what are we talking about? We're talking about SmackDown. Oh, um, it's the uh, Raw is XXX Go Home show. Indeed. Is that right? Yeah. Because next week's SmackDown, we could talk about the Raw is XXX Fallout and, and Royal Rumble. Yeah. Double bubble, baby. Uh, yeah, this this <laughs> SmackDown, for a change, Raw is giving us plenty to talk about. Coming soon to your podcast feeds, mm-hmm. wherever you get them. And indeed, on the Raw preview next week, Raw is giving us plenty of stuff to talk about. So SmackDown graciously <laughs> stepped back for a change and has pulled back and has uh, lessened the impact on that show by giving us a little bit less to uh, to pick at mm. this week. But thankfully, we didn't really have a chance to talk about SmackDown this week because you were off on Monday, yes. so we haven't got a chance to get your thoughts on the show. We'll get into that in due course. But they're trying now, aren't they, with the, with the Rumble just being so close. Roman's there, Kevin mm. Owens is there, a contract signing. When's that ever gone wrong? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's um, we're in this new era, this new season of uh, the strange push and pull now that exists. Mainly the pull being Vince McMahon pulling Triple H from his desk chair <laughs> and pushing him out the door so we can take it back. Like when's that going to occur? Because surely it will. But in the meantime, I suppose it's Triple H trying to see through the plans that he presumably set up before everything went wrong after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in a contract signing doesn't typically wouldn't inspire me, but. Roman Reigns advertised for the show. That's never a bad thing. Roman Reigns SmackDown is almost always good. Yeah, I've uh, become such a 
you know, follower of the tribal chief that I'm probably going to be one of those people that we talk about in the raw review who are like simping for people and going, oh, I wish I was the contract pen. I wish I was the table when he lent his forearm on it. Um, <laughs> but what he's going to do, of course, obviously, he's going to have the bloodline with him, flanking him, but it's a Roman Reigns contract sign. He's going to sit at the head of the table, isn't oh. he? And Kevin Owens sits at tables with like his feet up on the desk looking obnoxious, doesn't he? So he's going to be there, sat obnoxiously waiting for the bloodline to arrive. And I'm glad he's got a chair because he's going to have to wait about 20 minutes for him to get to the ring. Yeah. And then when he gets there, Reigns is going to like try and brush the feet off the table so he can sit there rather than across from him. And there's going to be like the first bit of tension. And Adam Pearce is going to be there, that feckless, listless idiot saying, uh, come on, guys, no physical alteration. It's Royal Rumble season. Just sign the contract and then we can all get out of there. Like as if he's never seen one before. And the bloodline are going to be primed and posed and Cobra like ready to strike mm -hmm. and Kevin Owens is going to stop all that by getting into the head of Sami Zayn oh. who's also going to be stood there and the bloodline are all sort of ready and all like sort of hustling bustling ready to just strike whenever Roman clicks the fingers but Sami's going to be the one that is suddenly in doubt he's already got a little bit of mistrust because he's unhappy with what happened in the match last week thought it was a gr the, one of the best DQ endings yeah. Quite a, like, quite a thoughtful finish last week. So he's going out there, kind of on Roman's side, but a little bit miffed and pissed off with what happened last week and not really knowing his place in the bloodline all of a sudden. And that's only going to get worse when Kevin Owens starts to talk him further and further away from the family. Just days, of course, away from Sammy presumably getting a lay on him <laughs> by a wild Samoan. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. This, this segment could be super successful as like a fun piece of television. But genuinely, it could set up Monday brilliantly, which in turn will set up Sunday brilliantly. Saturday. Saturday. Oh, God damn it. You know, yeah, I should know that. Well, technically Sunday for us, I suppose. I should know that because I don't get to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I will be doing the live stream alongside Phil Chambers. Do join us next Lucky. Saturday. Do you want to yeah. go to my prior engagement? I don't have to. Like my friends and family are like you more than me. <laughs> Sick of my shit. <laughs> so like the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a really bad form for a p person who's meant to be analysing it. I'm just really excited to see what they do here. Yeah. Really, really, you know, we're getting into the the, the, the final stretch of this Sami Zayn bloodline story. You can see it potentially factoring the Elimination Chamber, of course. And, you know, yes, I know obviously Triple H inherited it, but I think the way he's handled it, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of history of WWE getting stuff handed to them on a silver platter. Becky Lynch, Road to WrestleMania, mm -hmm. and just ballsing it up, fumbling the ball. Yeah. Oh, do you know what he could do tonight? So as part of the kind of talking Sami Zayn out of the position he's in and using last week as evidence to say, like, look, Sami, like I'm going to beat Roman Reigns, but you could have beaten me. So does that not mean that you could beat Roman Reigns oh. and all that sort of like psychological warfare? And Roman's going to try and get him back on side by saying. Uh, actually, I don't want the wise man to be the... What they called when the people like witness... They just call witnesses. Yeah. Like, Sammy, you sign it. Oh, yes. The witness. Like, and uh, there's Owens again saying, Sammy, like, why are you listening to him? Last time I saw you teaming up together, I was beating you. Mm. What's this guy... Never mind what you do for the tribal chief. What does the tribal chief do for you? So, like, that creates this sort of, like, dissension in this split. And then uh, the bloodline are off having no choice to do some errands because Roman Reigns is feeling like his authority has been a little bit challenged. So he's sat with a wise man and uh, they haven't come back for ages. He's like, wise man, where the goddamn hell's my bloodline? Like, oh, they were supposed to get me a popcorn. I'm mad into popcorn. I'm a popcorn guy now. 
And uh, he, he comes out of his locker room, that lovely locker room he's got, and the bloodline know where to be seen. And then Kevin Owen bulldozes him with a, a golf cart as revenge for the Royal Rumble 2021 attack. <laughs> yeah. The coolest spot of the match. And the last thing we see when SmackDown goes off the air is like Roman laying on the floor, like after Austin got hit by a car. Oh, yeah. And Owen's leaving the building burp, burp, on his golf cart. What on his golf cart, oh my God, that has an honorary East t shirt hanging off the back. How did that get there? Oh. Or what if. Uh, Roman Reigns signs a contract like I'm going to kick your ass I've done it before at the Royal Rumble I'll just do it again yep uh, but he signed it with a special <laughs> you know how he does a special tribal chief pen oh yeah yeah, yeah. well aware of them yeah the, the, the wise man is carried around and he's like you're not signing it with this yeah Kevin Owens is like don't worry you know he's a bit of a like pineapple on pizza guy and he's like oh bloody hell I brought a pen with me it's here somewhere and he's emptying his pockets and he's got a slice of pizza with some pineapple on it or whatever <laughs> No, that stupid gimmick was they did for a bit, and that's changed my mind about it. And uh, eventually pulls it out, but then you realise one other thing that he's pulled out on the table. Why's he got a bandana in there? Because he's in, in the, the f***ing judgment day. day. Yeah, that, that's how you get rid of the Usos from... Yes. And then... To build up that for Monday. Here, um, what punishment do you get if you get in trouble at school on the island of relevancy? I don't know. What punishment? Uh, you've got to write a thousand bloodlines. Let me think of a pen with like blood. Tweet that. Tweet it. Hamlet mega fans will forgive you. All in the relevancy school is gutted. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tweet. Uh, you got any images of Roman on that? You don't want to see those images. Uh, unlike Monday Night Raw, normally they are advertising a match on SmackDown Red. tonight, uh, and it is match one in the SmackDown Tag Tournament. Oh yeah. And it is gonna be a banger. After, after a banger. banger. After, after a banger. banger. After a banger. Are right. they going to fight each other at WrestleMania? Uh, it's feeling that way, isn't it? It's feeling that way. Is that like chopping each uh, other is still tinged with a bit of, uh, we fought, but we fought in front of no one. I'd quite like to fight in front of people. Yeah. WWE like Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Uh, I, I, I quite like Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, actually. Me too, yeah. It's, it was all right. Um, they could absolutely split this team up. I wonder if the way that this is different and unique this time around for WrestleMania is if Drew was the one to turn on Sheamus. I agree. The way around. Yeah, it has like, to be. It does have to be, doesn't it? Yeah, thinking about it, it does have to be. Um, I would give these two a earnest run at this belt. They should win this tournament, right? It's weird that this isn't the final. Like, I'm suspicious at the lack of a bracket thus far. Have you seen a bracket? I, literally, all it was, Pierce, last week was like, I know you want to fight them, but yeah. good. well, luckily enough, the first round is you versus the Viking Raiders. And like you say, you were like, uh, where's the rest of the tournament then? So who else? Yeah, yeah. Maximum Male Mod. Actually, Maximum Male Models are doing some fantastic if you can get, work online. So. If you can get past the Viking Raiders, it's Hit Row. Well, yeah. You've done the tournament if you, backwards. If you can get past his, Hit Row, it's the Los Lotharios. Yeah, it doesn't feel quite right, this. Um, so here's what I think is going to happen. Um, the final is going to be a all-babyface match between the Banger Bros and... I forgot they keep calling themselves that. Yeah, it's a grumble thing, that, isn't it? It's a grot and grumble thing, yeah. No, I'm sorry, I've heard. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm i the naive one in this regard, because I? I was like, oh, yeah, Vince loves his alliteration. Uh, and then Twitter was like, it's porn, you thick idiot. <laughs> um, I I think it's going to be the Banger Bros versus uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman in the final. Oh, my God. And that's why we're not seeing a bracket, because at the moment it hasn't been blind bloody obvious that there's only two teams that could possibly win such a thing uh, Banger Bros can get the win if they want or they can lose in the final and that can be the dissension uh, either way yeah it's feeling like they could also do they could remain a team whilst they could like go on a little run in the rumble together getting a few eliminations mm -hmm. and then Drew could sort of 
tip Seamus over the top and do this sort of shrug. Sorry, pal. Yeah. And make it seem like everything's fine, but then there could be one too many slip-ups in tag divisions, and it turns out that, like, Drew is needing Seamus to get a bit of presence again because everything went wrong in 2022. I can mm. see this. The more I'm talking about it, the more I quite like Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. What do they, how do they do it with the Viking Raiders? Because they've just brought them back. They're these ass kickers. They've got Valhalla with them now. Yeah. More spooky stuff. I don't know, because I'm not sure if... I think a lot of Triple H died inside when Top Dollar flubbed that dive, and it wasn't just about Top Dollar. Like, he didn't he didn't just see a guy that he'd put unnecessary levels of faith in make a complete tit of himself <laughs> and then immediately think, right, well, I'm going to have to script a segment where the entire babe first locker room bullies him. That's the, only way, well, that's the only way to deal with this. I think he also saw the bodies, are like, underneath falling over mm. and looking kind of lame. And not that, like, not that they're the same, but... It, we've talked about this before on other podcasts. Like, Triple H did sit under Vince McMahon's learning tree. And one thing we often saw about Vince was, once your cards were marked, it was really hard to unmark them. Yeah. And you know, if you got injured or you botched something or you just... One day he got out of bed the wrong way and just didn't like the look of your gear. That Whatever it was, it was, like, really hard to turn that wheel. And I don't know if that's already happened with the Viking Raiders. I don't know if they've been lumped in with the comebacks that haven't gone so well or the, you know, because like Sarah Logan came back, but they didn't. They were just, they were already being, remember the vicious Viking Raiders? Yeah, they've, they've had about three different restarts, yeah, haven't they? Like the Sarah I Logan. love that. Eric, Eric and Ivar are so talented. XWCPW, of course. Yeah, it's there's always a chance with them. It just, it takes proper faith in the booking. They're not, considering their look and considering what they can do with bodies that size, they're not a team that you can actually reheat overnight. And right. I think we've seen proof of that a few times. You actually need to push them. You actually need to do something with some conviction with these two, and we've not really seen it yet. Maybe we get it here, and they just accelerate the Banger Brothers split, but I can't see it. I feel like there's an, there's an Usos title match in this Banger Brothers run before we get the split. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe not. Maybe like maybe what we're seeing now is the... It'd feel weird to have the uh, Viking Raiders uh, win this tournament, because like you say... It's already a bit muddy with Usos fighting the Judgment Day. We're also a heel stable. You need a definitive babyface so. team to, yeah, because ain't nobody taking these SmackDown tag titles off the Usos until WrestleMania. Well, that's it. You're only looking for one team in the middle, aren't you? That's what I mean about this final. I think the all babyface final with Sheamus, uh, Drew, and Ricochet and Braun is is the play mm. because they're both like I couldn't predict that because they're both decent rivals to give the Usos one last TV. Like or um, like elimination chamber, for example, like a title defense there, yeah, to kind of almost throw you off. It's like, oh, they they could could they beat them for the titles ahead of WrestleMania, especially if Sammy hasn't turned by then. There's no obvious Sammy Kevin thing still. Like I I think there's a babyface feud with the Usos still to do before WrestleMania. Maybe you just do hit row inexplicably costing the Viking Raiders, so you can turn them babyface a bit like the House of Blake. Who were the Viking Raiders? What were they doing with the last couple of weeks? They were doing something with a tag team, weren't they? Oh, I imagine that. It was the last thing they were involved in. Like the well, they slid planning. into attack McIntyre and Sheamus, obviously, to set this yeah, up a to, couple of weeks That was, back. like, after the show. And but they were yeah. in that three-way, weren't they? Aye, that was it. So, yeah, not really, they got not much else on the go but this, have they? No. It's, honestly, it's like a, he's done this a few times now with these comebacks that he's made. And, again, I know not to lump them in with the same comebacks, but you think with Johnny Gargano and with Candice LeRae, kind of a carrying cross. It's like after he's... Seeing that they haven't got the immediate buzz he wanted, he's beaten them. Yeah. So I kind of expect them to lose. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You mentioned Harrying Cross there. Yeah, he, he rules now. He attacked Ray Mysterio last week, and yeah. I adored it. Well, he, like, he came out looking like sort of like a goth estate agent. <laughs> he had that like three quarter. Neo from the Matrix duster jacket over top of a suit that looks like he got Salesman of the Month, <laughs> which I was sort of into. Like, I think he's just messing around a bit. He's experimenting a bit with his look. Um, the hair works more now than when it was shorter. Weirdly. I agree, yeah. Like, there's something to that. He's just, I think he's just had to do a lot of differentiating himself from the carrying cross that was badly fumbled. Yeah. I'm not a cross guy, but, like, there's a difference. But, like, if he's booked, if this run goes poorly, it's not really on the booking. It's Karen Cross hasn't connected exactly. compared to the first time around, the red helmet and all of that. Um, and I like this feud. It's a, I, I can't decide if this is a guilty pleasure or just a pleasure at I the moment. It's a pleasure now. I think I think it's, a, it's, it's really simple. Yeah. Beloved baby face, rising heel, says, you're too old, I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. He's, not only is he not picking on someone his own size, he's picking on someone that's not his own size, who he has acknowledged there is a huge gulf in age so he's taken on a weaker Rey Mysterio at his most emotionally fragile. What a dickhead. Mm. Like, there's something kind of impressive about how much of an arsehole carrying cross is there. And it was also heelish, I'd say more so than, than running him down and saying he's a bad father mm. and doing all that. I think his biggest heel move for me last week was reminding me how old I am by saying how long it is since Rey Mysterio oh, won the Rumble. Christ, that, um, 17 years, you've been it? You've been using that exact Rumble to do the fantasy booking Tumblr spot. And that's oh, God, your yes. fantasy booker spot is 17 years old. There'll be people that listen to this podcast that go, what Tumblr spot's that? And it's like, I just checked something out on the network before you were born. Like, now you know what it's like to be me with all my references. <laughs> um, I want, if we are going to get a invasion tonight from the Judgment Day ahead of my lips are pursing into a smile as I say oh. this, I really want, like, a Carrion Cross and, like, a Finn Balor to have a moment together. Like, what if Finn Balor's in, like, a black leather jacket and a suit but his tie's purple? And they kind of do the Spider-Man meme, but like they're like three foot difference <laughs> in height. Because like Karen Cross is kind of Derek adjacent, isn't yeah. it? The, to be fair, the Judgment Day are dark adjacent at this point. They're not really like, uh, it's not what Edge had in mind, is it? I think what the Judgment Day has morphed into. It's better. 
Yeah, so um, I'd love them to be on SmackDown tonight and just interact ever so slightly with these characters. Like, like let's say Karrion Cross decks Rey Mysterio, leaves him laying in the ring, then goes to leave, and like the Judgment Day have just done their business. They kind of walk past each other and there's a nod. Yeah, uh, Ken, I'm noticing that you beat up my dad, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> prick, I, isn't he? My dad beat father. He's a real prick. <laughs> let's uh, get out of here, Scarlet. Uh, I'm gonna do this. How do you want to do this? You got the Steak or the vegetables? Uh, I typically would save some of my steak to the end, so I'll go. And I like vegetables anyway, so I'll go vegetables. Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville brawled backstage last week. Your thoughts on the fallout from that this week? Steak, please. Uh, I hate vegetables now. Um, you're giving me, um, like, instead of lovely, uh, I, I can't do the situation with cooking stuff, but just, like, really nice, I would say steamed, like, broccoli, mm. where it's, like, the stem is soft, but the, the tree bit is crispy. That's um, what helped Jinder get so jacked. That's right, yeah, broccoli. Uh, you've given me all year round sprouts because you don't just have to have them at Christmas. I'm a sprouts guy. Um, sprouts suck, actually. You've given me cauliflower, the white friend of broccoli that also needs a soft stem and a slightly crispier tree bit. Cauliflower cheese. Well, now I was going to say, instead, you've presented me with a bowl of creamy leeks and cauliflower cheese, and I'd, I wanted vegetables. I was feeling the need okay, for like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. all the colours and the vibrant flavours of the vegetables without being messed with. And, like, I don't know where this analogy is going, but I just hate Charlotte Flair. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, I think this, this comeback, backstage brawl was bad. I think this comeback has been an absolute effing disaster. I don't want to give you more beat work today. Like, the Ronda thing was weird and confusing. The, she's not a baby face, and I don't, I'm not sure it ever can be again. Give me my belt. Uh, thank you. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, that brawl was piss poor last week. Uh, Sonia Deville couldn't have looked worse. The work was abysmal. Like, has Charlotte Flair forgotten how to do this? Like, we've been talking, right? Sasha Banks' debut in, uh, sorry, what, what's her name? Mercedes. Money. Money. Wasn't great. But sorry, we're a New Japan or AW debut. Oh, wait. Um, New Japan, you're talking about. New Japan, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, because you've just false advertised for the. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's just bait and switch. Oh, they didn't do anything. Well, they did. They said the word boss on television in a minute. It's going to be business money. Bait and switch from the Nepo baby bitch. Um, hey, sorry. the boy done good most of the time. The kid's all right. That's why everybody's called him TK, right? Isn't it all these years? Like, I never wanted to get on the nickname. I never wanted to get on the nickname train because I uh, don't simp for billionaires, unlike other people. Sugar Man, TK, Longbone Tone. I'm mean, just coming up with these off the top of my head. I've certainly never said them. I mean, I've, I've definitely said that and Papa H, so I'm in no position <laughs> to judge. But yeah, TK, I didn't know it stood for that, kid. Thank you, Nick Khan. You absolute filthy, disgusting, sweat hog, capitalist pig for coming up with uh, the, what we finally know what TK stands for. Anyway, enough about that, kid, and uh, what he can't deliver. Uh, Mercedes Monet's debut in New Japan did not go well. But it didn't go so badly that everybody, no. everybody looked and thought, hi, but the match with Kyrie's still going to bang. Like, we're all still going to tune in. Everything's going to be fine. Like, she's a horsewoman too. Like, can Charlotte Flair do this anymore? Like, if she debuted in New Japan and did this, I would be thinking, well, that's her entire career over. She's left WWE, the one place that would have paid her forever, and I don't want to watch the match. <laughs> like, she is all, like, she's, like, you know when, like, Sidgwick would say that, like, WWE is an anti-promotion because it cannot promote that's Charlotte Flair about her own character. Like, I feel like Triple H has given her room to go out and, like, try and talk 
about this return and about who she is now and about why she's different from whatever and like who she's going to fight and she's going to be a hero. I don't buy a single bit of it. I don't want to say I'm not right. So Rhea Ripley, we think is going to win the Rumble, yeah? Yeah. Now because there's two titles, uh, you are encouraged to think about who might be a runner-up, who could go on to the Elimination Chamber. Have we once, like, tell the listeners if I'm wrong, have we once considered who might fight Charlotte Flair for the other title? Because I don't want to watch one. I could pitch you, I see title, both sets of tag titles, US title. Yeah, we're talking, they're in pretty good health, the belts, at the moment. Post- the only one I can't do is SmackDown Women's. I don't because I don't want anything. I don't know whether she'll still be a baby face by the time we get to April. I don't know if she'll still be champion by the time we get to April. But I do know it ain't going to be Sonya Deville taking the title off her. It is not. And it really probably shouldn't be that at the Rumble either. Like, is this going to the Rumble? Is this no. absolute Well, they've already got garbage going to the Rumble. I mean, they've already got, I feel like they've got like six matches. You've got two Rumbles, obviously. Yeah. You've got, oh, we'll talk about it in a minute, yeah. another match. You've got uh, Bianca... Alexa? Yep. What else we got? Oh, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, obviously. Uh, Five matches already. You don't need any, many more. I think, so here's what's going to happen tonight. I think Sonya Deville gets the jump on Charlotte Flair and targets her, let's say, arm. Arm or ankle. Take your picture. She's a submission wrestler. She targets that in a backstage beatdown and Charlotte's like, right, tonight, you get one last shot. You can have it. One last shot tonight. Gets the tight and we have an impromptu match. There's maybe some space on the card, I think. Over this two <laughs> we have the match. Uh, Charlotte beats her, but is clearly visibly selling the pain of the ankle or the arm or whatever. Sonya's like hobbled halfway before the match. And then Ronda makes a surprise return, targets that limb and says, Rumble, rematch, bitch. And uh, it's on. And Charlotte's going in with an injury, and Ronda's got this free, Ronda's got this free shot at her. Can't get it done. And then enters the Rumble later on in the night. I like that a lot, that's you know. The, that's the play, I think. Because this Deville thing, I, I like Sonya Deville, but I think I think she's done. Like I think the genuinely the move for her, the best she's felt in a year more was that one time she subbed for Mandy Rose as the leader of Toxic Attraction, mm. make it permanent because they need all the frigging help they can get as well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And then speaking of which, actually, what's going on with Liv Morgan? Ugh. I haven't really had a chance to talk to you about this. Oh god, that was awful last week. Like what? This is that thing when all the baby faces got together, six of them to compete about ways they could rip the piss out of top dollar. That was Triple H's value system laid bare. It was quite funny, though. <laughs> he still believes that, like... There's one, of the, one of the few people I was like, yeah, go on, get him. Get him. And then off it goes to your best mate, Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett, with the best line of the lot. Oh, hit, r- hit rope, I read on Twitter. Mike, you didn't read that on Twitter. Did read you? it on my Twitter. Then. Yeah, read it in my brain. <laughs> um, I, it's, I think, again, it's a measure of... Um, Triple H's value system, Triple H's worst instincts with baby faces, and we're seeing a lot of them across both shows at the moment as a booker. This character is so dislikable. Or is she? Like, I welcome people to tell me what I'm missing about this Liv Morgan character. Is, is, this, is this a bit Soraya-esque? Possibly. I don't know if... So I don't know with Liv Morgan if they are doing it as you... Um, what I'm guessing you're saying there is, like, are they wanting to turn a heel? Mm. And is this a knowing thing? Is it like, well, she's kind of alien. Problem is with the Liv Morgan character, right, is that, you know, when all the baby faces were bullying Top Dollar, the, when he finally bit back, all the other baby faces were like, hey, man, chill out. Don't be like that. So you're, like, you're, say you're using, I can't remember who else is in the room, but let's just say Kofi Kingston. 
you're using Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, like long-standing baby faces, to endorse what Ricochet was saying. So you're being, your hand is being held through this. It's like, should I be thinking Ricochet is a complete prick? <laughs> and then the New Day are saying, no, mm-hmm. you're supposed to like him, right? Liv Morgan was doing all that, and then other baby face Raquel Gonzalez was like, don't be an arsehole, Liv, and then beat her in the match for being an idiot. So... Y- yeah, because she went and did extreme table stuff. And yeah. Raquel went, I oh, just, just noped it. And again, if like that, if Raquel's the baby face holding your hand here, she's saying, don't, don't back this crane. Like she's like making a rod for her own back going in at number one. She's obsessed with trying to put me through a table, which is just thick. Just win the match. Just win the goddamn match like I did. Get my arm raised. So I don't know if like they even want you to receive her as a baby face, but I don't. And I, I, the worst thing is, right, when a character wants to be number one, it's either. A, a storyline driver between a pre-existing rivalry, Jericho and Shawn Michaels in 2003, right? Jericho was so obsessed with saying not only is he, like, Shawn Michaels equal, he's better than him. Shawn went from number one, so I'm going to go from number one, right? And then he wasn't allowed to do it. Shawn had got number one spot, so Jericho was like, right, I'm going to be number two. And then he bottled it and realized he couldn't do it, so he got Christian to dress up as him and he decked him. It was a really cool angle. And then Jericho's in the match. As a babyface... Uh, I don't want to invoke his name, right? But, like, Chris Benoit went end-to-end mm-hmm. because he was considered this babyface guy that could just out-wrestle everybody else. Yes. I, w- I wish I could use a different example. But you get my point. I right? understand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liv Morgan is not the babyface super worker that people are rooting for to go coast-to-coast. She's just not. It's not that, like, it's not that even, like, uh, like you know when Becky Lynch was dropped in at number 30? That was the wrong way around to do it because people were behind the man as somebody that could fight the world. Don't give her a free pass. Mm-hmm. She's so desperate to prove that she can do it. She would go from number one, and she would, like, you know, everyone has to come, everyone, like, goes running when the man comes around. Imagine her being in there from the start, and Becky Lynch, one by one by one by one, works her way back to Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. And give her the mic, like, punk at the Rumble. Yeah. Liv Morgan is none of these things. I just, it's She's just a mid-card me. irritant. <laughs> and mid-card irritants go in the Rumble at, like, Please 15. welcome the mid-card irritants. Yeah. I just... I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not relating to it. I'm I have 100% faith that Liv Morgan in the next couple of years will be world champion again and will be received far better than she was. Yes. But it ain't going to be off the back of this run. Yeah. There is definitely a glue or a glue-like substance um, with between Liv Morgan and the fan base. I just hope it's actual glue because I get concerned sometimes that the glue-like substance that we see splashed across Twitter after wrestling shows isn't the sort of thing, the money you should be following. Watch this. From glue to goo, <laughs> yeah. here comes the steak. Bray Wyatt cut a promo last week, which was, I mean, since we're talking about this on the SmackDown Review, still available right now. What called wrestling wherever you get your podcast from? Where it sounded a little bit like he was hitting the reset button because he was like, I am the eater of worlds. I was yeah. like, I thought that was a different version of you. Mm-hmm. No, that's me. Plus, I'm also Uncle Howdy. Plus, I'm, yeah. Did you say it was a fiend? I'm the, I can't remember. I'm, I'm all of them, actually. <laughs> They, unsurprisingly, Bray Wyatt's promos do not live long in my memory. Yeah. But one person whose promos do mm-hmm. is L.A. Yeah. And today is finally the day that I pull the trigger on something that you and I have discussed. And this is not a hot original take from us mm-hmm. uh, or from me, but I just saw it again doing the rounds on Twitter. And tonight is the night to bring out the dummy button. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy, yeah, dummy, yeah. For people unaware, do you want to explain this? Uh, it was. 
When Ellen Knight was an impact, uh, when he was cutting promos sometimes, he had a big dummy button set up in the middle the of the ring. desk, didn't he, with a dummy desk, button? And then would... when he pressed it, not only did it say, dummy, yeah, he'd say, yeah, back to himself. Yeah. But also it had a little, like, animation, didn't it, where it, like, popped up on the screen of uh-huh. him, like, you know, like, South Park-esque and his mouth open, yeah. and it said, and Bounce yeah, Beach Bubble said, dummy, yeah. I want to talk about two things here, and neither of them are Bray Wyatt. Is that all right? Absolutely. Great. Boots. Number one, uh, you know how we joke, in inverted commas, because people can't see them, about when you just ask people to send you money. Mm. And we're like, no, you can't possibly do that, sending money. Like, <laughs> if you're listening out there, and it's in America, send me Mountain Dew Pitch Black. There it is. I'm just begging. Begging on me. <laughs> send me Mountain Dew Pitch Black, uh, because this marketing campaign has worked an absolute treat. Yep. And until I am next in America, maybe for LA for WrestleMania, there we go, we're saying that again to try and make that real. It's not... But let's make it real. Yeah, it would I'll, be a day. It'd be LA night. Yeah. yeah. I'd uh, drink one out of a giant big gulp for 149 from 7 Eleven. But until I can do that, send me cans or bottles of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Uh, put your name in the envelope on the delivery, whatever. And I will put you over more than I will put over Bret Hart on a podcast. That's how grateful I'd be for it. Oh that's, my first, God. that's my first thing. Second thing, uh, we talked before, my kids aren't really, they're just not getting the wrestling bug. Come really? On. They're not. They're not. The only time. Coincidentally, I don't want to watch it. It's when it's bedtime. Why might that be? Because they know that, like, Dad's going to give us 10 extra minutes here. So I'm with Josh, my youngest, um, and he's in bed. And we do a thing where I like, ask him a few maths questions. And it's like, it's him getting more bedtime, but me testing his maths. Yeah. It's kind of a bit of a win-win, really. I'll give you five more minutes because I'm going to make your brain work on some, like, com- complicated... Well, I'll give you five times one more minute. Very good. Very good. Uh, but then he asked me... He like every now and then he like goes a bit off kilter and I'm not ready for this. And he says, uh, What are you doing at work tomorrow, Dad? Oh, and clever I was like, boy. Oh, you little swine. Right? I was like, Well, I'd probably just like writing and uh, writing and talking about some wrestling. And he'll just go, like, Which wrestlers? And I was like, Stop this, Josh. Don't pretend you care. Do not pretend you care. And then I'll be like, Ah, I, I don't know yet. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. There'll be some on the telly tonight and I'll be watching it in the morning. And then he went, Will it be that one that said, oh, yeah. Oh, my and God. And he's doing his own United impression. He was like, you got that video where he just says it. And I was like, oh, yeah, fine. Let's fire the video up. And it's a compilation video that you can find on that. And it's my favorite. Oh, yeah. It's a low-key one. Remember that time where he walks, he, like, makes his return to NXT. And it's around the time of a Dusty Cup. And he walks past Broggs and Jensen. And he says, uh, you guys in the Dusty Cup tonight? I'm like, yeah. Kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah. He's, he's storming at the ring. I think he's promoting the match with Gunther, maybe, yes. or something. And he's full baby fame. Kick ass. <laughs> and just like doesn't break stride. <laughs> Love him. He's the best. I hope I hope he gets a response tonight because it feels like the final face-off with Uncle Howdy. It's like last week was Bray Wyatt's week. Yeah. Next week is the face-off and Uncle Howdy. And I'm just a man who was... Yeah, you're not Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, you're not Uncle Howdy because Uncle Howdy was on Raw and you're SmackDown exclusive. I, uh, I hope that... Uncle Howdy's been drafted. <laughs> I hope at the Royal Rumble... LA Knight leaves Bray Wyatt like CM Punk's foot, absolutely pulverized. <laughs> I, I like LA Knight as you know this character is falling apart right in front of us. This Bray Wyatt deal, yeah, like you can see it. LA Knight's got an over out of it, but the I thing think is, he's in good health. The thing is, people are like, "Oh, when do you get off the Bray Wyatt hype train?" I'm not off it. I'm just enjoying watching whatever happens now. Like I'm, this is far more preferable. Than Seth Rollins being like, oh, I'm a bit scared of this character. I feel like the Bray Wyatt, when I got off at week two, <laughs> I feel like I might have like, um, like left like my phone or my watch or something on there as an excuse to come back. Mm. You know, like sort of like, oh, uh, I think 
I'm like, I left my phone on the train. Can I uh, can I get a ticket for the train? And then it allows me to dip in and out just in case because I can't wait for this rumble match. I cannot wait. No. And finally, a double a double dose of law because it's in the women's match as well. Isn't insane to my thrilling weekend plans, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to take the car for its MOT yeah. on Saturday morning, which means I've got to. Be a bit more of a bloke. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I hate these. Like I can't have, do it. I, I have, like, workmen round. Like, I'm terrible at DIY. It may shock our listeners to know that have either never seen us and have only just heard us. Mm. We are not uh, alpha males. No. You might be shocked to know. Um, so, yeah, workmen. Your favourite wrestling podcast. <laughs> Shoot a game at the weekend. What game? Any game. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to have to drop the car. What is he doing at left back? Who? don't know. <laughs> Question. How do you think people will react if I drop the car for the MOT and they say, like, oh, be done in an hour. Do you want to just wait in there? And uh, <laughs> I fired up SmackDown on my phone and was like, have you seen this? <laughs> Imagine doing that. In like He's fighting a bloke who's terrified of his own uncle or something. You know, see what the fiend got up to last night? <laughs> I think. It's see that Liv Morgan's going on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine trying to turn SmackDown into like awful lad partner. Yeah. Be abysmal, on it? I also would quite like, though, that like. Charlotte Flair, I remember her dead. Great bloke. Good bunch of lads. Four horsemen. Four horsemen. Four horsewomen? Are you bloody joking me? Women? I like the idea of someone going into Halford's the day after I have. And they go, did it uh, pass the tyre check? Yeah. <laughs> did it pass the uh, engine check? Yeah. LA Knight's the only person you could get over in Halford's. Actually, yeah. Do you know what? Like, our car broke down this week, and, like, the mechanic couldn't have been kinder in fixing it same day and charged us 15 quid. Bargain! And basically, like, I've just, like, landed on a cliche. Like, basically, I've gone to the East Enders garage, haven't I? Oh, the arches. Like, that's that's where I've gone yeah, for my yeah, cliche yeah. take. Like, I think mechanics, pre- I can't do car can't stuff. <laughs> like, I can't kind of need mechanics. I had to fill up my windscreen wiper fluid the other day, and it nearly, it nearly ruined me. <laughs> On hours, this is so embarrassing. I'm such a useless freak. Like, I'm not an adult. I shouldn't have kids. Um, the the car now, our car, it's got like a bright blue lid for the water one. Oh, it's yeah. Like, he got thick up. <laughs> like, that's basically yeah, what it's saying, isn't it? Like, blue is water. Like the <laughs> Got it. Can't get that wrong, dipsh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, looking forward to SmackDown, though, tonight. Yep. I'm look, looking forward to uh, to reviewing it on Monday. What cool wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, to make sure that drops into your feed. Uh, me and Sid will be here later uh, previewing Rampage, and then me, Hamlet, and Phil will be back in for WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz. Yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Pitch Black Mountain Jew. The uh, What Culture website's on the website. Uh, the address is on the website. Send it in. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, but for now, this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamblet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.